Chapter 21, Brand Flies. We soared over the drowned forest. From here, the gaping wound in the sky looked like a part of the sunset. The farther we got from the thicket, the more normal everything seemed. But I knew better. Soon, the raft ascended into a thick cloud that smelled like wet coals. Where are we going? I asked. Chestnut huddled next to me, but didn't answer. Flying as high as we were, where Ayana said we wouldn't attract unwanted attention, the air was cold. Chestnuts shivered, and I put her in the front pouch of my hoodie. It was the least I could do. Ayana glanced at me, then turned back to guiding the raft. Her staff pulsed with a soft amber light. We're headed north to the tip of Midpass, then we'll cut across the burning sea and aim for the top of the Golden Crescent. That seems longer than the route John Henry described. Yeah, well, John Henry ain't here. She still sounded peeved. I let the conversation die. Chestnut poked her nose out of the pouch. The longer we're in the clouds, the better, she said. Her ears emerged and she peeked up at me. Brand flies move slower in damp air. Brand flies? I asked. Hadn't Miss Rose said something about those? That way, if a scout fly spots us, Chestnut went on, we should be able to catch it before it alerts the others. Scout fly? Yep, yep. She hopped out of the hoodie and dove into a supply pack. The bunny emerged with a thick pencil in her mouth, and she began to sketch a picture on the floor of the raft. Hey, Ayana complained. Shari, Chestnut said around the pencil in her mouth. I'll cleanish up. She hopped around as she drew, and I leaned forward to take a look. You're pretty good. Yep, yep. I the only reason Sarah allowed me to come. Little Bunny knows everything about everything, Ayana said with a roll of her eyes, but she smiled at Chestnut to take the sting out of her words. The weak points of every iron monster, schematics of every palace and every region of Alki, you name it, she can lay it out for you. No trouble at all. I whistled. That's impressive. Chestnut dropped the pencil and stepped on it to keep it from rolling away. Thanks, she beamed. Then she tapped the diagram at my feet with her paw. Two diagrams, actually. Take a look. What am I looking at? Brand flies. Please tell me the pictures are this big so we can see the details. Afraid not. These are almost their actual size. I might have drawn them a bit small. I can redraw them to make it more accurate if... No, that's not necessary, I yelped. Those are some big insects. Iron monsters, Ayana corrected me. Not just insects. The one on the right? That's the soldier fly, Chestnut went on. Double-winged, it, it can hover or accelerate to speeds faster than a bird or prey. Two of its six legs are welded into a stinger that injects a poison. If one of those touches you, it will burn and keeps burning until you pass out. Then the fetterlings come collect you, Ayana said, her voice grim. The, ma the brain behind the ma iron monsters has been sending wave after wave after us. It plays for keeps. A one-two punch, I muttered. Chestnut nodded and continued. It took us a while to figure out what was happening at first. We'd be out gathering supplies, and someone would scream, and we'd never see them again. The grim finality of it all, spoken so simply, boggled my mind. That is what Uncle C was stirring up. 
whipping the Maffa into a frenzy like rabies and wild animals. The more I thought about it, the more appropriate the analogy seemed. Uncle C was a disease, the iron monsters were the symptoms, and mid-pass, no, all of Alki, was suffering. Ayana spoke up. I found a victim once. And? I asked, but she fell silent. Chestnut hopped closer and whispered to me. She's never talked about it, but she volunteered to be a pilot soon after that. I watched Ayana as she guided the raft, her eyes constantly scanning the horizon for something. Survivors? Iron monsters? I didn't know which, and I wasn't sure how she could find anything in the thick mist. My foot accidentally smudged the diagram of the scout fly, and I shuddered. You really don't like them, do you? Chestnut stared at me, then examined the drawing. I'm not a big fan of insects. You're afraid of bugs? Ayana asked. She turned her head, and I couldn't tell if she was smirking or not. No, I said I'm not a fan, I said. My voice sounded defensive, and I cleared my throat. Mm-hmm. Chestnut grabbed the pencil in her mouth again and began sketching more flies. Well, I'm glad you're not afraid, though it's okay if you are because these bugs travel in swarms of hundreds. Hundreds? I asked, feeling faint. Yep, yep. I once saw a swarm of a thousand, Ayana said. This time I was sure I saw a little smirk on her face. It's okay to be afraid, Chestnut whispered to me. I'm not afraid, okay? Just concern. That's all right. I don't like heights, Ayana winced. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, Chestnut, but I needed to go higher so he wouldn't. It's okay, Chestnut continued to draw. I can't see the ground in this cloud, so that actually helps. And if I keep this, if I keep focusing on something else, that helps too. That's why you're drawing, I said, feeling sorry for the little rabbit. Yep, yep. If it makes you feel better, I whispered. I'm not that fond of heights either. The bunny looked up and twitched her nose, hopefully. You aren't? Nope. Give me the willies. And the freddies. Chestnut grinned at me, and I watched her sketch a picture of a fox and a tiny rabbit walking side by side. After a while, she smudged it out and stared on, started on something else. Ayana stared straight ahead, and I cocked my head and studied her. What are you afraid of? I asked. She raised an eyebrow without turning to look at me. Me? Nothing. Nothing? Not a thing. Okay, you're not afraid of anything. Well, what are you not a fan of? She rolled her eyes. Pointless conversations? And? And loudmouths who want attention all the time. I ignored that. She just wanted to get under my skin so I'd leave her alone, but instead I pressed her some more. Come on, Chestnut and I shared our fears, and this is a team, right? Besides, if you don't answer, I'll sing that song Gum Baby Likes to Hum. Ayana stiffened. I cleared my throat and hummed a few bars. Ayana flinched and shot me a death glare. Chestnut waited for her to answer, too, and finally the pilot threw one hand up in the air. All right, fine. Ayana shook her head at both of us and then turned to keep an eye on our flight. Surprises. I don't like surprises. Like presents? Chestnut asked. No, like, I don't know, like people jumping out at me. Ambushes, I said quietly. You don't like being ambushed. 
She stayed silent, and I started to ask another question, when one of the supply bags began to rustle, scaring me half to death. Ayana jerked back, and the raft wobbled, and my stomach flipped. Batterling! I shouted, ready to kick the whole bag overboard. The bag shifted, then lifted, and a face emerged. <laughs>